We're confused. We're Asian. We're Zoomers. I'm Yihong. I'm Dina. And we're two teens just trying to navigate the mess that is American politics. Welcome to today's episode. Let's get into it. Hey guys, just a quick disclaimer. Um, this episode was recorded way before the Senate hearings for ACB even started, and it's being released a few days after she was allowed onto the Supreme Court. So, um, I'm so sorry for if this episode gives any hope to those of you not wanting her on the Supreme Court. All I can say is that we need a vote. So the next seat that opens up will hopefully be a person that actually cares about other people. Anyways, um, yeah, enjoy the episode. It's been a while since like we actually recorded an episode, so yeah, um, our hiatus has come to an end. We actually came back, unlike other groups that break up and just never return. But no, yeah, but like we're not like we didn't break up. We didn't. Wait, that break sounds up. like we're in a relationship. <laughs> we didn't. We we took a break. We took a break. We were on a break. We were on a break. And now we're back. We're yeah. back together. Cause um. that's what friends. <laughs> 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 yeah, we we're not sure how consistent we're gonna be with episodes from now on. We're gonna try to do maybe every other week or so. Yeah. But the fall semester usually is pretty busy. So, yeah, we'll probably be, our episodes will probably be released in spurts. Yeah. But that's fine. I mean, because a lot has happened in the past, like, three weeks. Or even the last week and a half. These last two weeks have been the most chaotic two weeks in politics that I know of, at least. Or maybe three weeks. I think three weeks. Yeah. Because... I think it was three weeks ago, or was it four weeks, that Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away? Yes, it was. The worst thing that could happen to the left wing, our final defense against the conservatives. Our our Lord and Savior. We lost her. RBG. Yeah, so today's episode, we're just going to talk about RBG, her legacy, how she's a trailblazer. And what this could mean for the Supreme Court and just American politics in general with the nomination of a new justice. So, yeah, I guess we can just go right into it. Um, so I, I feel like a lot of women, especially women of color, feel like their rights are being extremely like taken away because, you know, after RBG passed away, the conservatives already started saying, as soon as we get another person into that seat, like we're repealing Roe versus Wade. Mm-hmm. Which for those of you who do not know, Roe versus Wade was the Supreme Court case that basically legalized having abortions in America. It declared the constitutionality of females right to health care because abortion yeah. is health care and you guys can hear more about our opinions with our friend Seha in our abortion episode but women today owe 
a lot of the rights that they have that you wouldn't even think of to Ruth Bader Ginsburg mm -hmm. because she argued several cases in front of the Supreme Court before becoming a justice that established certain rights for women, such as a woman being able to collect the same amount of, I think it was maternity leave as a man. Yeah. Or actually, no, that case was the other way around. I was Is talking about that in a second. More, yeah. It was, see, the thing is, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, a lot of people liked to shape her or create this image of her as this like crazy leftist who was like a feminazi or something. Mm -hmm. But that's not the case because Ruth Bader Ginsburg, in her, in the cases that she argued, she showed that she cared for sexism that goes both ways. Because that case mm -hmm. I was talking about just now, it was actually a man wasn't able to claim, he was a single father, his wife passed away. He wasn't able to claim the same benefits as a father, as a mother would be able to. Mm -hmm. And her case overruled that pre-existing, I guess, law. Notion. That notion, if you, yeah. yeah. And see, she fights both ways. So people mm -hmm. need to, especially right-wingers need to stop thinking of Ruth Bader Ginsburg as this crazy woman, I don't Feminazi. know. Feminazi. Feminazi. Yeah. Okay. But just, she's done a lot. She's a trailblazer. Yeah. I, I'm going to keep using the word trailblazer in this episode. Yeah. Really she is really she was. Is. She really was. You she, know, she was like one of a handful women in her law when she was in law school. And she mm -hmm. was one of like, I want to say it was five one no, of she was no she was the only woman of a class of 500 mm -hmm. at harvard law mm -hmm. which one is amazing for a woman at her time to get into harvard law one of the best schools in america for law school world. and she also graduated being valedictorian yeah so... she graduated the top of her class but at the time when rbg was coming out of law school there wasn't a space in the legal world for women. And so she had zero job offers coming out of Columbia Law School. No, it was Harvard Law. Was it Harvard? Oh my God. It was Harvard Law. I forgot. She, Harvard Law. I, she got her bachelor's at Columbia, I believe. I'm confused. Well, Google says Columbia Law and Harvard Law. Well, regardless, she graduated top of her class but had no job offers. And that just kind of shows the world that she came into. And I yeah. think she graduated, was it in the 50s? Yes, I believe it was the 50s. So not or a crazy, the 60s. Yeah, not a crazy long time ago. But yeah. one of her quotes is that the only reason her and Sandra Day O'Connor, the first woman on the Supreme Court, became Supreme Court justices is because in the world they grew up in, they couldn't be lawyers. And mm -hmm. so they were forced to go in this direction yeah uh, um but like there was a lot working against her mm -hmm. being growing up as a female in such a male-dominated position mm -hmm. or even growing up a female in her era of time because a lot of things worked against her she was a once she was a woman she was the only woman in her harvard law class um, and she also had a daughter with her husband who was mm -hmm. also in Harvard Law. And she had to do a lot for her family because her husband had cancer mm -hmm. when they were in law school. So she she's a trailblazer, like Yihong mm -hmm. said. She really worked for what she 
she got she mm-hmm. worked for everything yeah and even then her opportunities were scarce yeah and i just think people don't realize how influential and how hardworking and just how big of a legal titan she was people try to undermine her efforts and how her accomplishments and people were disrespecting her even in death which is wrong because she's someone who deserves the utmost respect from anyone in this country Mm -hmm. because she really established several rights for women and men and even lgbt plus community Mm -hmm. everyone should be really praising her for Mm -hmm. because she's the reason why we um the lgbt plus community has the ability to be legally married in america Mm -hmm. in all 50 states yeah she's a staunch liberal and that's good for her she was the first supreme court justice during a hearing to openly support the right to an abortion which Mm -hmm. was crazy for the time period i mean it's still kind of crazy in this time period Mm-hmm. considering the stigma behind having an abortion yeah and then now she became the notorious rbg when she started to s- dissent a lot more mm-hmm. in this decade her dissenting opinions are great and you know even in death she continues to be a trailblazer because she is the first <laughs> she's the first woman and the first jewish person to lie in state can you believe the first mm-hmm. woman to lie in state in america is I, can't in 2020? Believe, I can't believe the first jewish person to lie in state is in 2020 yeah like i feel like uh, this might sound a little insensitive but i feel like jewish people are more well respected than females i guess but you know the country as much as we hate it has very much been built on christian protestant christian anglican mm-hmm. values and like, yeah. even so we've only had one Catholic president. If Joe Biden wins, he'll be the second Catholic president. Like, yeah. we're really religiously founded, which I don't know. Funny because our country was also founded on separation of church and state. Yeah, we will discuss that later in this episode. But yeah, now with RBG and now there being a vacancy, we kind of have to... It's sad that her death had to be politicized, but sadly, it's 2020. Election season is full steam. And so, of Mm -hmm. course, the question came, what would happen to the vacancy? And, you know, to be honest, when she first died, I tried to give Republicans the benefit of the doubt because I feel like a Supreme Court justice is more respected in the political world compared to just regular politicians. Because to be a Supreme Court justice, you have to be top-notch, right? But then, no, it was like... Mitch McConnell, that same night she passed away, released a statement saying, oh, rest in peace, Uh, her memory will be honored and whatnot. And then in that same statement said, the Senate will move forward on a confirmation or the Senate will vote. Which is so disgusting, one, on his part. And two, when there was a vacancy during the last year of Obama's term, the Republicans in the Senate pushed to have that that vacancy in that seat to be not be filled until after the election. Yeah, essentially what the Republicans did in 2016 was they made the Supreme Court be an eight justice court and just totally ignored um, Garland's nomination until the next president. And it's just, yeah. the hypocrisy is astounding. 
didn't Mitch McConnell also say you can quote me on this in 2016? And now he's saying I never said. Yeah, that. Lindsey Graham said on the record. Oh, it was Lindsey. Lindsey Graham, Graham said, "Sorry, use my words against me." And now Lindsey Graham is saying the exact opposite, and they're pulling random excuses. It is ridiculous. But I think what shocked me the most was the the speed at which Trump and the Republicans got behind a nomination. Like, exactly. for example, Justice Scalia in 2016 passed away. And Obama waited one month before announcing his uh, nomination out of respect for Justice Scalia. Exactly. Because it's quite insensitive to be thinking about a replacement right as someone's died. And Trump really just one week later had a nomination. And I remember all of us were on the edge of our seat waiting to see whether he would announce something, waiting to see who it would be. And it just felt extremely offensive to both RBG and just... American politics. To even, yeah. I mean, like, if he wants to talk about precedent, even when Abraham Lincoln was in, co- in, in, co- oh my God, in office, he and a chief justice had, not the chief de- justice, but a Supreme Court justice had died 23 days before the election. So something very similar to our situation right now. And he literally said that we must wait for the American people to vote their choice. So why isn't, like, any of the Republicans taking into account precedent? Because everything in our country and into the justice system is about taking account into precedent. And so why isn't our, our, polit- our leaders, like, not considering this si- similar situation? Mm-hmm. And on precedent, the Republicans established this precedent in 2016 by saying, exactly, like they said, it's an election year, let the American people decide. They didn't say, oh, the Senate's controlled by a different party. They didn't say any of that. They just said it's an election year, let the American people decide. The exact same applies in 2020. The American people, exactly. maybe the American people decided in 2016 they wanted a Republican-controlled Senate and presidency. We didn't because, you know, popular vote's a thing. But if that's what the Electoral College said, fine. But it's been four years since then. We've seen three point like eight years of a Trump presidency and a Republican Congress, and we've seen nothing. But I think I might want to come like correct you on that. We did not see a Trump administration disaster. We saw a shit show. Like I'm sorry for cussing on this because we usually refrain from doing that. But the past three and. 0.8 years, like Yihong said, has it been a complete shit show. And I feel like a lot of former Republican, I mean, not former Republicans, but Republicans that aren't Trump supporters, and a lot more former Republicans, a lot more liberals that did not vote mm-hmm. last last um, term because they, I mean, not last term, last election, because they felt like voting for Hillary Clinton was not a morally, like a mor- morally good choice. Mm-hmm. Or they voted third-party voters. I feel like a lot of them now are looking towards Biden as a better candidate than the person that we have in office right now. Mm-hmm. The occupier of the Oval Office. And also, like, like the fact that Republicans um, in the Senate said during when Obama was president and said that we need to have that, like, we need to wait for that seat to that seat to be filled. But that happened like way before the election, like relatively to when we're having it right now. Yeah, it happened. Justice Scalia passed away in January, I think, of 2016. So yeah. that was a solid eight months away from the election, the election. when, when Obama the, announced his nomination. Exactly. And now we were only and... one month out and they're pushing a nomination. And I will bet you 
they're going to confirm her if it's a lame duck Senate because they have no morals. Exactly. But and then we're going to be stuck with a conservative, a more solidified conservative um, Supreme Court, which is actually really harmful for a yeah. lot of people in this country. I don't know how I feel about a six to three conservative majority. Because I feel like when it was a five to four, um, there was still some leeway for jumping. There was still a swing. Vote yeah, like because I believe one of the judges is. I think that's a conservative yeah. is more like cent- more of a centrist than a conservative. Yeah, I think the chief justice is the swing yes. vote and Gorsuch yes. sometimes. Mm-hmm. But a six to three is ridiculous because I think over the last ten years we've seen a rightward shift of the Supreme Court, which. Yeah, in my opinion, is in complete contrast to the shift in American politics in general. I think the American people are shifting more leftwards after we've seen the mess that's happened in these past few years. So, in I mean, I agree with you in that, but I feel like our views are might be or our our sense of like what's happening in American politics at least from our standpoint mm-hmm. is kind of biased because we're young we're mm-hmm. in a very minority populated area and like obviously we don't really see what's happening all over the country mm-hmm. but from what we've seen like I agree like I feel like we've made a lot of strides in being more progressive like gay rights being um, legalized gay and marriage. gay marriage being le- legalized and the decriminalization of marijuana in many s- major cities in America over the past few years and I think like what Hong said has like a lot to say but I think it's also the fact that a lot of conservatives want to stay conservative Yeah, they don't want America to change and so they're obviously going to pack the Court. Um, Supreme Court. The amount of the, judges that Trump yeah. has nominated and confirmed during his presidency is more than any other president. I don't. I believe it's like two hundred fifty federal. No, I saw like in, oh. the, in the circuit, appellate courts, and he's nominated two justices already, three justices now. So yeah. he's really pushing this rightward shift of our judiciary, and. I don't I mean it's I mean I think we can all agree that the Supreme Court justice seats are probably the most powerful mm-hmm. like um position you can hold in America. Yeah. Because one, you don't have to be reelected. Two, like it's there for life. You can hold that job for life or until you decide exactly. you want to retire. So like even like if Trump doesn't win this election, but he manages to get that seat filled um his lasting influence on this country is for a really long it will be one third of the supreme court will be his lasting influence and i don't think that's an influence Uh we want but it kind of reminds me of u.s history because i'm in a push right now right yeah oh um, when john John adams Adams stacked federal courts because the federalists had lost power entirely in both congress and the presidency he knew that the judiciary was the only way he could maintain federalist power. And I feel like that is what's happening right now. The Republicans mm-hmm. know that voter turnout in election 2020 is going to be crazy. We're going to see yeah. a huge, I think we're going to see big changes in government. I think we're going to see a blue wave, maybe a blue tsunami, yeah. depending on if the Democrats can play their cards correctly. So I think 
I mean, have you seen like the battleground? The battleground states, like the fact that Biden is statistically tied with Trump right now, or only a bit, a few points lower, is crazy considering how solidly red in Texas, in Texas, considering how solidly red Texas used to be. I mean, yeah. I mean, not to mention like Greg Abbott's like voter suppression right now, but like that's a conversation for another time. But the fact that Texas is so close to becoming a, it's a, like, it's a battleground state right now. It's a swing Exciting. state right now. And I think I've heard a couple, like in a couple of places too, that like if um, Biden wins over Texas, like he for sure mm-hmm. wins the election, mm-hmm. which is crazy. So to my fellow um, Texas people out there, like make sure you vote, like please go vote mm-hmm. and hopefully you vote for the right choice. But also, like, you just need to vote. Like, we need more young people voter turnout. Mm-hmm. Because we're statistically the lowest turnout age group in vote. Yeah. So everyone- Yeah, but, like, not just, like, not just, like, right now, like, in current day. But it's always been a thing where, like, young people don't vote because, one, they don't feel like they know enough about politics. Yeah. And, two, they feel like their vote won't really matter. Mm-hmm. And vote in local elections and state elections, too, because those are the things that affect you the most. So, yeah, yeah there's that. Anyways, back to our, to- our conversation with RBG and Supreme Court. Um, I want to make a quick correction about Abraham Lincoln. I know Kamala, Kamala mm-hmm. Harris said during the debate that, like, Abe Lincoln said it was, we had to listen to what the American people say. I read a mm-hmm. fact check on that. And while he did wait until after the election to nominate a candidate. The reason why he did it was more so to allow, I think it was Americans to write letters to the president. And then it's also for political reasons. Oh, I mean, like no president's perfect. And I mean, not even Lincoln was a perfect president. But to be honest, so constitutionally the president and the Senate has every right to push forward with a nomination and a confirmation because technically they're about, arguing that that's yeah. their constitutional duty, right? The issue here is exactly. That's why I have no problem and with also ethics. ethics, right? And also and just ethics. respect for a woman who just passed away, let alone RBG, a woman. like yeah. a goddess. <laughs> a goddess, a goddess, such a American like ideal just passed American away. American hero. Yeah, American right. hero. Like, I mean, like, you can even call her an ideal. She's what I feel like I strive to be as mm-hmm. a person when I grow older. Someone that has that much influence. Someone that makes someone's so many people's lives so mm-hmm. much better because of their influence. Yeah, I think she really is a role model for a lot of, I guess, POC immigrants because she's the daughter of an immigrant. She exactly. grew up during a time when women were oppressed, and they still are to this day, but even more so back then. She worked above yeah. that, was the top in everything she did, and fought her way to become one of the most powerful and most influential people in the United States government. That exactly. is the American dream, if you will. Quote, unquote. Let me mm-hmm. quote, let me put big air quotes around that. But she really is. Yeah. She does characterize what the quote unquote American dream is. She succeeded mm-hmm. in her own right. But yeah. Anyways. So now we're already seeing 
what a conservative PAC Supreme Court can do, because I think it was two days ago that Clarence Thomas, so the Supreme Court is going back into session now during October, right? They, they've yes. been on a recess, now they're back. And Clarence Thomas is already questioning the gay marriage decision in 2015. The Supreme Court wants to revisit that decision because they think that it was wrong. I I don't understand like what conservatives' obsession is with gay marriage. Um, why can't we just love who we want? It's because they're the party of Christian values, and apparently, Christian values is let's infringe on someone's right to marry. Okay, but the thing is, is like in the Bible, it never says that like gay marriage and being gay is there's several mistranslations i think because the original bible was written in hebrew or greek hebrew i believe it was Hebrew. and so the original text was apparently pedophile but it got translated because people have agendas obviously and so whoever translated it had a homophobic agenda but (sighs) it's disappointing because i don't know what how the constitutionality of banning gay marriage is a thing because it isn't the constitution isn't a christian document it's not based on christian values per se and we really just need to have separation of church and state because certain people are seeming to forget that yeah because like whenever i ask a person that's against gay marriage they said in the bible but i didn't say like, based on your Christian values, I said, based on your own values. And based on how is it illegal? Like, I don't understand. How is it illegal? How, how does, okay, maybe in your religion it says that gay marriage is wrong. Which, one, I don't believe in the Bible it says that's wrong. But two, like, separation of church and state, like, yeah, maybe you believe it's wrong, but doesn't mean it should be illegal. Right. Just like the Bible says you shouldn't be drinking alcohol, but you still do that. Yeah. Just like the Bible says you shouldn't be like getting tattoos, but you still mm-hmm. do that. Just like the Bible says you should only be eating fish, but you still eat beef every day. Yeah. Now, like granted, the Supreme Court decision in 2015 just said that, I think it was, oh, I don't remember, it was like the state's, can't deem it unconstitutional or like prevent gay marriage. And so it became like Mm -hmm. a national federal government allowing of gay marriage. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily if the case is overruled that gay marriage will just not be allowed, but it'll give the state's jurisdiction to decide that. And we know certain states are a lot more- Texas. (laughs) I just think the South in general is very, you know, yeah. against that very Christian based. Oh my! Yeah, I mean, like that just means a lot more gay people will have to go like to like California and New York to get married. Yeah, which sucks. It sucks. I just it sucks that you can't be yourself in this country in every place possible. Mm-hmm. It sucks that people are demonized for the people that they love. It sucks that we even have to fight for everyone's ability to get married. And so how does all of this tie back to RBG? Well, her current replacement to be Amy Coney Barrett is 
very much a member of the religious right. And you know what? This is America. You're allowed to have whatever beliefs you want. But the thing is, she's consistently Mm -hmm. made decisions as a judge, and she's been outspoken about her very conservative values. She Mm -hmm. voted, she ruled against abortion. She has spoken out against LGBT rights. And having someone like that on the Supreme Court is quite iffy to me. Yeah, I mean, it's so detrimental to the progress that we've made in the past Mm -hmm. 10 years. I saw a tweet that said, Amy Coney Barrett is a woman who's able to be where she is because of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and she will close every door that RBG opened for women who walk behind her. Exactly. And she's literally... Like, how are you... How are you going to reverse the things that made you who you are? Like, how are you going to reverse the things that benefit you? And, like, it's bad how bad she is. Like, she's part of a, I think, Catholic group with her husband and other couples where where they refer to the wives as handmaids and believe that the male is dominant and is the head of the family. And I'm like, is this who we are? Is this what we represent? I mean... Are we surprised? Like, I feel like there's so many women out there that believe men are superior to them, which is like kind of like their fault, but kind of like how society internalized misogyny. How society inter- you got that internalized misogyny and how like men always like that's why so many people are like even more against like women loving women because they can't wrap their head around the fact that there's such thing as a relationship that doesn't involve yeah. men. But, I mean, if she's a constitutionalist, which she claims she is, and she claimed that she will uphold the Roe v. Wade decision because precedent, right? Mm-hmm. It's very difficult for a human to separate personal bias and opinions from their job. Obviously, but like, I believe that if you're a judge a well-respected judge, you should be able to take away your personal beliefs. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, RBG was very outwardly liberal. And of course, I'm going to support yeah. that because, you know, as a liberal, that's good for me. I mean, as a person of color, it's As good a for human you. with basic morals, it's good for me. But there's, of course, there's conservatives who probably feel happy that they're going to get another conservative on the court. But it's just... What if she rules something in the Supreme Court that isn't constitutional, but more so just upholds her conservative values? Then we have a problem. And the thing is, she can do that because it's a lifetime appointment. And there's nothing you can do about it except impeach a justice, which has never happened before. And it probably will never happen because justices are supposed to be the most respected. And so you have to be very careful and very detailed with these nominations because they have decades of impact on a country and having another member of the religious right even more contributing to the majority conservative majority on the supreme court is just super problematic it's gonna stop any progress in our country honestly stop any progress we're gonna go back in time we might even end up in the 1950s where women aren't even allowed to work really and men are the breadwinners so not Cheers Not to, to be that. dramatic, but we might just go to Gilead, if anyone knows that reference. Honestly. Handmaid's Tale. It's a good show. But not a good, not a good reality. A good not the kind of reality that I want to see. But we seem uh-uh. to be heading that Thanks. way with this. 
honestly, I just say let's go back all the way to the French Revolution. <laughs> I don't think I mean. we should do that because then we would end up with a militaristic dictator, which I don't think we need. Oh, yeah. now I but anarchy. As disappointing as it is, I think Amy Coney Barrett will get confirmed just because Republicans have no morals. Not well, not all. And they Senate also, Republicans. They hold a majority. Senate Republicans. They got that slim majority. And even if it's a lame duck Senate, they're going to yeah. confirm her because obviously you want your party, you want to stack the courts with your own party's judges. Fine. That's- I hope, I hope there's a handful of Republicans in the Senate that actually have morals and are willing to wait mm-hmm. until after the election so they'll vote against it. Hey guys, it's Editing Vina here, just coming on to say that they did end up putting her on the Supreme Court. Um, good luck to everyone that this affects. Yeah, um, okay, back to the episode. I think it was RBG's, she, mm-hmm. she won her case in front of God. It's delaying the Senate hearings, the Judiciary Committee. And that maybe we're going to get a vote after Election Day. And I am hoping that with the election results, praying that Biden wins, enough senators will be swayed to vote no. I mean, also that night is also like Senate election mm-hmm. night too. So like, hopefully we get some of those red, red Yeah, we have certain out. red senators in swing states who are saying they want to wait because obviously they want to get that vote, right? Like Susan Collins in Maine. So yeah. I just hope enough senators have some more morality and will just wait. You know, if Trump wins the election, <laughs> if he wins, fine. Amy Coney Barrett is confirmed. But if Biden wins, but I sure hope they don't move forward with it. Because that would be going yeah. against the I American mean, like, people, which is everything that they're preaching. Yeah. And also, like, I think, like, that kind of puts Biden in this, like, mm-hmm. odd position where he might have mm-hmm. to pack the Supreme Court. Add more yeah, seats let's to talk it. about this as our final point for the night. It seems Biden and yeah. Harris are both kind of, weary to speak on the topic and i think biden today said that he would announce his opinion on whether or not he's packing the courts after the election because him saying he'll pack the courts could be really bad for it could be detrimental for his campaign i feel like i'm using the word now i what do you think this whole situation what is your opinion on packing the courts i think it poses a moral Mm -hmm. dilemma because obviously we can't allow for there to be such an uneven um, mm-hmm. power for the conservatives. But also we've always had nine justices. In recent history, at least. Mm-hmm. In recent history. Yeah, in recent history. And I think just adding even two more seats to that is actually, I don't know, it, it will take a lot. For the American people to get behind it. Because I even know like. Liberals would also be like. What Mm -hmm. are you doing? Like why are you doing this? But. On the other hand I see. Like the appeal Mm -hmm. to it. Just because a 6 to 3 majority is kind of ridiculous. I feel like there shouldn't even be allowed to have a 6 to 3 majority. I think we should have more unbiased justices to be honest. But. In my opinion, 
Yeah. Like, why? Okay. Let me just take a like quick side note. Why is like our justice system so biased? Like, why is there so many people that are either conservative or like um, liberal? It's because the the presidency, whichever party's in power, uses it to their advantage to nominate people in favor of them. That's just that's politics. Honestly. But if we want to be correct, we need to start just nominating and confirming strict constitutionalists who will, who will interpret the constitution as it is. That's what we need. Yeah, it would that solve is an true. issue on both sides if we had that. Yeah. But also, it's really hard to find people out there, especially such well-educated people that have that unbiased mm-hmm. yeah. ideology. Because I think with education, your political views become more skewed, either more liberal or more conservative. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, I don't think that they should pack the courts. I have seen articles. I've seen people saying that so. the Supreme Court needs to have like 27 justices. That's like what certain like legal experts are saying, but it would have to be like slow incremental changes. Maybe one day we will get there. Maybe every presidency will increase the the judiciary by two seats, the uh, Supreme Court by two seats. But I don't think that Biden should do it because what it does, it sets a precedent for a party to increase seats to their advantage. Because let's say Republicans win the Senate in 2022. I don't know if they will, but... It seems to be every single election, it's a party flip. It's just, it's always a shift in Let's hope that we've shifted left, but I don't think we did. And so if Republicans regain control, they could just increase the Supreme Court and then add more conservative judges. So it gets really messy there. So I don't think we should play that game. I agree. As sad as it is. Let's hope, because there are certain conservative judges right now who are reasonable and I guess. Yeah, like our chief and justice. Gorsuch, who voted for abortion rights, yeah. but they're still very pro-life, so that worries me. But... Yeah. We will just have to wait and see. I mean, yeah. I just like, I like how you said that it kind of sets mm-hmm. the precedent of like adding a judge whenever yeah. you don't d- agree with the political Because standard. whenever you do something in politics, it comes back to bite. Just like we've seen with the Republicans in 2016, exactly. it's come back to bite them. The problem is they have they I mean, have no morals, so it didn't them. stop them. But if us, exactly. and especially the people that we elect, Democrats, who have morals, we don't want them setting precedents that will come back to bite them in the ass. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with you on that. But anyways, that kind of, I guess that concludes our episode about Miss Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, our legend. The legend. Notorious RBG. The one and only. May her memory be a blessing. A lot of people are saying rest in peace, which is is good, but she's Jewish. And so Jewish people say, may her memory be a blessing. Yeah. I didn't know that. But yes, may her memory be a blessing. And well, thanks for listening to our comeback episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I don't know how yes. many people even listen to the end because so sometimes we get kind of ranty and it gets a little long. But Yeah, I don't blame y'all for Some of these are long. I think we're going to try to shorten these episodes in the future. But yeah. yeah, thank you guys for listening. Vote, 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 vote. I hope all of you guys are registered to vote that can mm-hmm. vote. Especially in Texas. If you're not, 
yeah, if you're not, I'm coming to your house personally <laughs> to kick your butt. You know, spread awareness, vote, talk to people, stay, stay safe, safe, wear a mask, and to all of our Zoomers. Oh my God. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But I oh. went to the mall today <laughs> and I could not count the amount of people that weren't wearing their mask properly. So if you're not wearing your mask properly, don't be a butthead. Okay, I'm censoring my language right now because I am very outraged at the amount of people that were wearing their masks but not even covering their nose or they were straight up like taking their mask and like putting it on their chin. I'm like, there is a pandemic going on, sis. Please wear your mask properly. If you do not, you are just creating more of a hassle to the people around you. You are not creating a safe environment for children. So if you're not going to do it for the people around you, do it for the yeah. children. Listen to public health experts, not the president, because he is spouting BS. But anyways. Um, he, has a, he has a forged degree from a business yeah. school. So you should not be yeah, taking it. But advice. anyways, to all of our Zoomers, stay confused. Peace out. We'll see you in the next one.